you get to listen to the meditations and actually do them. So you can just be in it and practice the practices. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be grueling. <laughs> I had trouble pronouncing a lot of words, and I don't know if I'm going to change simply because I know the correct pronunciations now. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet smudged founder Nilu Malikpour. Patagonia ambassador and conservation advocate, Dylan Tomine, and writer and theologian, Aaron S. Lane. Listen in to hear what inspired these authors to write their audiobooks, and what they're most excited for audiobook listeners to hear. Enjoy. Hi, this is Nilu Malikpour, the author of The Art of Sacred Smoke, Energy Balancing Rituals to Cleanse, Protect, and Empower. I was inspired to write this book because of all of my clients through Smudged. Throughout the years, we've done so many rituals together that I've seen benefit so many people's lives, and I wanted to share it with all of you. If I had to describe the experience of creating this audiobook in one word, it would be fun. I realized when I was recording this that there is one word that maybe I used too much and also I didn't really know how to pronounce, which is myriad. What I'm most excited about for the audiobook listeners is that you get to listen to the meditations and actually do them instead of reading and then trying to remember it. So you can just be in it, close your eyes, and practice the practices. If I wasn't going to record this audiobook, I would love if Louise, my illustrator, were to have recorded it because I love her British accent. The last audiobook I listened to was The Body Keeps the Score, and I always love listening to audiobooks when I'm packaging stuff and getting products out to our clients. It makes me feel like I'm really enjoying myself while I'm doing seemingly mundane work. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. In my heritage, the art of sacred smoke begins with the notion of the evil eye and the simple truth about energy. Energy is real. I say this all the time. It may seem obvious, but I want to clarify what that means to me and in this audiobook, because it has everything to do with the evil eye, which in my culture and much of the Middle East is the notion of someone creating harm in your space with their thoughts or words, either with malicious intent or subconsciously. Hi, this is Dylan Tomina, author of Headwaters, The Adventures, Obsession, and Evolution of a Fly Fisherman. I wrote Headwaters because I think it's important that people who are really into fishing also at the same time start to understand some of the conservation issues and the responsibility that we have. So I tried to make it fun to read, but also with some important, I think, information incorporated within as well. I was inspired, as always, by the writing of Thomas McGuane and then just a lot of the other people that I work with in fish conservation, all who do a lot more than I do. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be grueling. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm just not used to reading for three days straight. So it was fun and it's really an interesting process and I enjoyed it, but it's also really tiring. I realized I had trouble pronouncing a surprisingly large percentage of the words that I use when I'm writing and was also very challenged by the dialogue pieces, especially with bad accents for people whose first language is not English. I'm proud that I was able to narrate it myself because most of the stories in the book are first person and they're pretty personal. So I'm happy that listeners are able to at least sort of hear what I had in mind when I wrote it. For voice narration, I originally requested Brad Pitt, but for some reason he wasn't available, so you got me. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is by far in my car. I also listen to them a little bit when I'm running or other places like that, but mostly audiobooks and a long drive is kind of like heaven for me. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. Let me tell you how bad it's gotten. Ten days into a two-week fishing trip and 900 miles from home, I called my wife, who was eight months pregnant, with our first child. Now, any sane person would object to that statement alone, but hey, I'm just getting started. I was sitting in my car watching dusk fall across the Bulkley River, excited to tell her about my day. When she answered, her voice sounded shaky and strained. Someone broke into our house today, she said. And my first thought was, I swear, good thing I have all my spay rods with me here. I'm not kidding. Hi, this is Erin S. Lane, author of Someone Other Than a Mother, flipping the scripts on a woman's purpose and making meaning beyond motherhood. The inspiration behind this book was probably my feelings of inadequacy. I, for a very long time, was child-free for the common good, and I felt like I was always trying to prove myself to family and friends and religious leaders that, like, my life was worth something, that I was a mature enough, selfless enough person who was, like, living a really good life. But over and over and over again, I just felt like no one bought it, and that was hard and lonely. And then I unexpectedly became a parent to three gorgeous girls from the fostering and adoption process and sort of expected the feelings of inadequacy to go away. And they didn't because now I was on the other side of the coin mothering and feeling like I still didn't measure up to the venerated picture of mothers as these completely otherworldly beings who laid down their lives for anyone who needed them. So I hope what this book does is kind of addresses those feelings of inadequacy for women who are mothers, women who are not mothers, people who find themselves sort of defying the categories and say, hey, look, maybe these feelings of inadequacy aren't coming from within you. Maybe we've been handed really stupid scripts about what a life well-lived looks like. Recording my audiobook was glorious because of the people I worked with. I have an amazing sound engineer named Cameron who gave me a cookie on my last day. 
And I have a brilliant director who is like a spiritual director named Tavia, who was in my ear for the past four days telling me that I didn't have to amp it up. I needed to ground down and get intimate with myself. And like if there isn't a better instruction for the spiritual life, I don't know what it is. I realized I had trouble pronouncing a lot of words, and I don't know if I'm going to change simply because I know the correct pronunciations now. And now I'm second-guessing everything, like is it pronunciation or pronunciation? But apparently tumult is tumult. Apparently fissure is fissure. Apparently it's not infinitesimally, but infinitesimally. I'm sure there are others I stumbled on, but those are some of my favorites, and I've decided I'm not going to use big words in my next book. I'm excited that listeners will get to hear the full range of emotion that is behind this book. That, yes, I think a feeling of inadequacy and shame lurks beneath a lot of the stories and words But I also think there's some, like, pretty warranted righteous anger that was fun to lean into during the recording. I think there's a lot of sadness and wistfulness for the way things are and the way things could have been. And I hope they heard some of the humor, which, yeah, admittedly, I can be snarky. So if you heard that, you heard right. You get to hear the fullness of someone in their voice, and this isn't an easy or simple subject. So I hope readers hear the complexity of this story. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast probably Oprah, who I just feel like is a childless elder. My friend Janelle, who I talk about in the book, said how important it's been for her to have these, like, sage someone other than a mother elders who've gone before her. People like Oprah and Liz Gilbert stand out as some of the, like, more vocal ones. And I just think (laughs) Oprah or Liz would both be able to, like, really bring the fullness of a life and maybe, like, a little less anxiety than I bring to the story because they just appear to be kind of fully settled in this someone other than a mother kind of life. I can't remember the last audiobook I listened to because I am a nerd and I like to have a pencil in my hand with every book I read, writing exclamation marks and stars and hmms in the margin to come back to later. Oh, it just came to me. The last audiobook I listened to was was Sue Monk Kids, The Book of Longings. And I listened to it while falling asleep because I have loud voices in my head as I'm falling asleep. And so it's actually really nice to have someone else's voice. And that book was a beautiful voice to have in my head. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. A perpetual springtime would also be highly unnatural anywhere but San Francisco. And so, I've taken it upon myself to start sitting down with friends, especially friends not mothering, or not mothering traditionally, and grabbing them by the proverbial hands to say, motherhood is not inevitable. Finding your purpose in motherhood is not inevitable. You are not inevitable. 
In other words, I want to tell them what I wish someone had told me. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind the mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com/nextlisten.